Colin Baxter in the morning. All right. Good morning, Arkansas. Your morning show is on the radio. Good morning, Kelly Perry. Good morning, Brandon Baxter. Here we are. Today is Wednesday. It's January the 19th of 2022. As I reflect back on the last 24 hours from the time we started the show yesterday <laughs> until like right now, uh-huh. it feels like it's been about four days since we've done this. Yeah. And that's because yesterday was such a long day. It really was, especially when did you get you didn't get a nap yesterday, did you? No, because we, we had a meeting in the middle of the day and then I had to go home and I had to eat lunch and then I literally had to get dressed and I went off to an event in Little Rock last night and uh, yeah. So I woke up, but just kind of my story is I woke up at around 3.45 yesterday morning. I went to bed at about 1.45 last night and woke up at 3.45 again. <laughs> so you're feeling stellar. Literally two hours of sleep. And on my way back from Little Rock, one of the guys in the vehicle with us said, hey, is it, does it even make any sense for you to go to bed? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll get some good rest. Mm-mm. I didn't even get close no. to the REM sleep. No. Didn't even approach it. I wasn't even knocking on the door of the REM sleep. So it's almost like you get just enough time to kind of just zone out. Yeah. And like you're about to start dreaming, and then that alarm goes off. Yeah, zero dreams. <laughs> and I'm typically kind of like a big dreamer. You know, I have crazy dreams on crazy things. Yeah. And, and boom, all of a sudden, I was just like, oh, here we go again. Let's go ahead and do this. But it was really neat. We'll kind of get into it later on in the show this morning. Uh, but I had the chance to hang out with a WWE Hall of Famer, Mankind, Mick Foley, Dude Love, Cactus Jack. Had the chance to go and uh, hang out with him a little bit last night, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like it was worth the the long day up until this morning where I thought, what the heck was I doing? <laughs> what have I done? But it wasn't like you had the easiest day of all time either. So I can't be the only one in here complaining about it. Yeah, I, I didn't have a nap. And then um, my son played in Highland last night, which is for us, it's a trek. Oh, you know, yeah. uh, so I didn't get home until late too. And that that drive is just it's just not a fun drive, no. especially at night. Well, by yourself. And- yeah. And so uh, there was that. But so I got home pretty late, too, and then tried to prep and couldn't couldn't wind down. Yeah. So I might have gotten, you know what? I might have gotten two more hours than you. Well, how about that? Yeah. You look yeah. fresh as a daisy well, this morning. thanks. Uh, so we'll tackle that. I'll kind of give you some McFoley stories as, uh, as we get going this morning. Uh, let's see here. Today's National Tin Can Day. Uh. So also National Selfie in a Museum Day. So if you have a museum nearby, I guess. Okay. And exactly the, pla- the place I'd probably go to take my selfies, I mean, but I'd it probably, is what it is. I'd probably go to the Smithsonian, but we don't yes. really have that here. What's in the Smithsonian? Uh, all kinds of stuff. Exactly. The Sputnik. The Sputnik. The Apollo something. What's the Sputnik? I don't know. Something that was Sputnik Monroe? into space. Oh, not that. Okay. Different thing. Yeah. Different no. Thing. No, not that. Okay. So anyway. Uh, here we are. It's Wednesday morning. I don't even know for sure what day it is. And we're doing the Breakfast Club today. And this is like a day where I need to be on because we're going to do all kinds of talking and we got to, you know, get people through some stuff. It's going to be a good day. I'm going to have to get people to get me through <laughs> some stuff this morning if I'm going to be real honest. So here we go. Brandon Baxter in the morning. I bought some new clothes yesterday. I was all excited about that. And uh, jeans and shoes work perfectly. The shirt I wore last night was pretty much on point. And then. Uh, with two hours of sleep, I tried on some different clothes this morning that I bought. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like some shirts then fit tighter at home and then some (laughs) shirts fit looser. It's like, I can't find the middle ground. Don't tell me you're going to have to take stuff back today. Uh, Probably. Brandon, you do this every time. Well, because if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I'm not just going to keep it just because it doesn't work. My goodness. So I was putting stuff like dude kept bringing me stuff. He was amazing. Uh He was this great guy to help me. Right. He just kept bringing different things. And literally, I bet I tried on. 
10 pair of jeans, and probably 30 shirts. Oh. <clears throat> so by the time, and I kept, I'd, I'd hand stuff to Leslie. I'd be like, okay, take this up there. Take this up there. And I wasn't really calculating what I was oh. spending. I was spending like I was Michael Jackson walking through Las Vegas. Hey, give me one of those and two of those. Remember those statues? He'd be like, I want one of those. Yeah, well, it's yeah. $75,000. I give me two. Yeah. And here I am. Like, I left before I knew what the total was because I was in a hurry Man, to get to a meeting. And I should have come shopping with y'all. Yeah. Well, we'll take most of it back today. Oh, <laughs> Let's throw one back on this day in country music with Brandon Baxter in the morning. So the year was 1992. And Colin Ray had the number one song in country music on this day. If you get there before I do, don't give up on me. I'll meet you when my chores are through. I don't know how long I'll be, but I'm not going to let you down. Darling, wait and see And between now and then Till I see you again I'll be loving you Love me So 30 years ago today, Colin Ray had the number one song in country music. I read those words just hours before My grandma passed away in the doorway of a church Where me and Grandpa stopped to pray I know I'd never seen him cry In all my 15 years But as he said these words to her His eyes filled up with tears It's Colin If you get there before I do Don't give up on me I'll meet you when my chores are through I don't know how long I'll be But I'm not gonna let you down Darling, wait and see And between now and then Till I see you again, I'll be loving you. Love me. Between now and then, till I see you again, I'll be loving you. Love me. 30 years ago today, it's Colin Ray and Love Me. Number one on this day in 1992. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, we're doing it big on a Wednesday morning. It's January the 19th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. Brandon Baxter in the mornings. Gotcha Gossip. All right, so I feel like um, a little bit of a broken record right here, but Gotcha Gossip today on Britney Spears. And I'll be honest, like every day I'm like, should we tell the story because we've talked so much about Britney, but like this drama is everywhere and it's big drama and it's family drama 
and it's sisters talking trash on social media and people are paying attention to it. So we, we thought we'd kind of, if you don't want to have to go read all the details, we'll give you the encapsulated version real quick. Uh, Britney Spears and Jamie Lynn Spears, her sister, have kind of been going back and forth publicly. Jamie Lynn's been like, hey, Britney, let's not do this publicly. And Britney goes back and does it publicly, in public, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Britney talks about when she was a kid, how she was working so hard. And Jamie Lynn was on the couch getting uh, like chocolate milkshakes. And her mom was taking really great care of Jamie Lynn. And Britney was kind of pushed to the side. Now, Britney was a little bit older than Jamie Lynn. She also says that things were different with Jamie Lynn. And then all of a sudden, boom, she has a Nickelodeon show. And Britney says, how the heck does a 12-year-old land a Nickelodeon show? Hmm. Basically alluding to the fact that Jamie Lynn got the show because her sister was Britney Spears. Britney goes on to say her mother was on pain medication and could barely hold a conversation because of her divorce from her dad. She says, I remember her sitting on the floor in a conversation and she never got up. She said, I'm so sorry, Jamie Lynn. I wasn't strong enough to do what I should have done. Slapped you and mama right across your blanking faces. And I'm sitting here going, wait a minute. Is this a parody account? Is this really Brittany? And it is. And the post is out there this morning. All you have to do is search Brittany Spears on social media and you can read it for yourself. Got you gossip today on Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. Now we're in the backseat of the black car going home and she asked me. So if you didn't know, last week, Machine Gun Kelly proposed to his girlfriend, Megan Fox, and apparently he put a lot of detail and thought into designing his fiance's engagement ring. Now, if you haven't seen the ring, there's two pear-shaped stones, okay? There's a little over, they're a little over two carats each, so they're massive stones. And these stones are their birthstone, so a diamond for Machine Gun Kelly and an emerald for Megan. So they also represent, he says, two halves of the same soul forming the obscure heart that is their love. He goes on to say, Machine Gun Kelly created the two rings to become one. There are magnets embedded in the gold to attract the two rings together when they're worn as one. To add to that, MGK recently explained that he included thorns on the bands. Now get this. So if Megan tries to take it off, it hurts. And this is what Machine Gun Kelly says. Because he says, love is pain. So Machine Gun Kelly may be on to something, creating a ring that his fiance won't be able to remove wow. without pain. Megan Fox is forced to leave it on. It's brilliant. I guess. So there's all of that. So apparently he put a lot of thought into that ring for Megan Fox. All right. And got you gossip today on one of your favorites, one of my favorites, Chelsea Handler. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's about to head to Peacock with a brand new series based on her memoir. So the comedy series is going to be based on her book, which was called Life Will Be the Death of Me. And it's going to basically show kind of like Chelsea in crisis mode. Uh, She goes into therapy. She wants to become less entitled and a nicer person. Uh, And then she, you know, she has stumbling blocks and she regresses at times and she loses herself in her journey of self-improvement. But this is coming out on Peacock. It's going to be a half hour series uh, that's going to be, you know, partly comedy because it's Chelsea Handler and partly like really hardcore real life. And she's changed a lot. So if you know the old Chelsea Handler where she used to just wear people out almost to where it was uncomfortable. Yeah. She has uh, done a lot of, like she said, a lot of therapy and looking inward and she's a different person. Um, she's also has a, um, a love interest now. So she's. She's, she's changed a lot, so she's she's fun to listen to now. Well, and you're a huge fan. I am. And Kelly was just telling me the other day, hey, if you haven't checked out Chelsea Handler's podcast, you need to go check out her podcast. So a shout-out to Chelsea Handler this morning because uh, we're both fans, yeah. and she has her new show coming to Peacock soon. And, of course, every morning here on Brandon Baxter in the morning, we...
Gotcha Gossip. Brandon Baxter in the morning. A uh, new stat out says a lot of Americans enjoy snacking more than eating real meals. <laughs> Let me give you the actual stat, okay? It says 69% of Americans now prefer snacking throughout the day instead of eating full meals all at once. Hmm. And I'm sitting here thinking, you dang right we all want to do that. Yeah. But most of us know probably that's not the best way to do things. I do the same thing, though. I say it's not healthy to do that. You need to get your food, you know, balanced nutrition, stuff like that. But who wants to balance nutrition? Here's the reasons people prefer the snacks. And see if you kind of, if you kind of fit into these, uh, these boxes. They say sometimes you're hungry and it soothes a craving. And that's the number one yeah. reason people go mm-hmm. for a snack. Number two, they say, is sometimes those little snacks just taste better than a full meal. Yep, I totally get that. It's more convenient. Uh There's more variety. And we're too busy in life. Mm -hmm. Like, we are too busy. Sometimes I'll prep food and I'll have them in those little containers, and I don't want to heat it up. I know. know. Like, I got food right there. I don't want to spend one minute. I know. I would rather drive across town to run through a (laughs) drive-thru than to spend one minute with my food in the microwave. Same way. It's so dumb. And they say so many of us uh, have snacks just readily available. And they always say if you're going to go on a diet, get rid of the junk food, right? Mm-hmm. But then you have to get rid of your kids. <laughs> exactly. You can't do that. Brandon Baxter in the morning. Shout out to our buddy Eduardo this morning. Eduardo Fito has uh, has messaged us. And I wanted to, to kind of go over. We were talking about microwaves and uh, all that a few minutes ago, right? Like, I'm too lazy to go and put my food in the microwave. Yeah. I'd rather drive across town <laughs> than to put my food in the microwave. That's dumb. Would I do that? Uh-huh. Eduardo says, speaking of microwaves, do you wait until the timer goes off or do you always open the door with a few seconds left? Ooh. And then do you leave those seconds on the timer and just leave? Okay, so. Uh, that's a good question. Number one, I my for, for whatever reason, this microwave that, that's in the house that we bought, it has like a constant alarm. It's almost like the security alarm's going off. It beeps, and then like within two seconds, it's beeping again uh-huh. like you forgot. Yep. And I'm like, you have to basically sprint to our microwave. So yes, I always stop it with one second left. One second? One wow. second left. What about you? Um, Most of the time I don't, and you're going to hear my microwave beep until I'm ready for it, but... There have been times where I'm like, uh, no, that's good, and I'll stop it. Does yours keep on beeping like repeatedly? Yes. Surely there's a way to turn that off because that drives me nuts. Yeah, it's bad. And then so, okay, there's one second left on your on your microwave. Do you clear it to get back to the time? No. You leave one second? I leave it up there, and if it stays, I clear it the next time. Ooh. Does that bother you? That drives me nuts because Kai does that. And for whatever reason, we didn't teach him the thing with the microwave and opening it, but he does it like one second before his popcorn goes off. Typically, that's kind of the only thing, or maybe mac and cheese he'll make in the microwave. Boom, he stops it, but he'll leave it. So I'll walk into the kitchen, and all of a sudden, it says zero one. And drives you me can't nuts. stand it. I'm OCD enough that that drives me crazy. Yeah. yeah. So a shout out to our buddy Eduardo Ooh. Fito yeah. this morning yeah. for listening to us. Yeah. Thanks for listening, Eduardo. Eduardo. Who's that? I can't say it. Try it again. Eduardo. <laughs> I had the chance to go hang out with another one of our friends last night, who just so happens to be a WWE Hall of Famer, a former WWF World Heavyweight Champion, the man who defeated The Rock for the championship, oh. the hardcore legend himself, Cactus Jack, Mankind, Dude Love, Mick Foley, was actually in Little Rock last night at the Looney Bin and uh, had the chance to go down and hang out with Mick before his show. 
and it was really, really cool. That is cool. So I loosely know Mick from, you know, like I met him when I was a kid in Dallas, and then we briefly crossed paths, like, you know, for like a week or something uh, when I was working in Memphis, but like we were just in different spots. Uh, but he was so nice to me. He's like, oh, the Brandon Baxter is here. Man, you've done so much. And I'm sitting here thinking, this guy is literally one of the greatest of all time. But, uh, you know, you learn the lesson to to treat everybody like yeah. it's their moment, mm-hmm. their time. And he was really great with that and really great with uh, the crew that I was there with. So it was just really special. And I got to send a picture of me and Mick to Kai. And, uh, you know, Kai is, is a wrestling fan, obviously, especially, uh, you know, for the legends yeah, like that. He thinks right. those guys are awesome. His response, let me see if I can get back and pull it up because, uh, yeah, uh, he says, uh, blah, blah, blah. That's so cool. He said, I love your outfit because I had a new outfit on. And then he said, send me his ear. His ear? And I said, what? He said, send me his ear. Can you? I said, his ear is in his pocket because there's a story, and it's a true story, that he had a match one time in Germany against a guy named Big Van Vader, and and Mick got his head stuck in between the ropes, and as the ropes, because these were really tight cables, as he tried to slide out of them, it ripped the top of his ear off. So Kai wanted me to ask Mick if I could take a picture (laughs) of his ear. I bet that's not the first time he's gotten that question, though, especially from a kid. No, like he was great. He did a and a and just was really nice to everybody and was joking. Like if his show, it's called uh, the Nice Day Tour. If it comes to your area, you guys need to go, especially if you're a wrestling fan and you love the stories on people like Stone Cold and The Rock and just that era, yeah. which was like for a lot of people, like, you know, just the best time in wrestling, the Attitude Era. You should go see him. And then you get the chance to meet him if you have the VIP. And he was signing socks and photos and action figures and all that. We talked about uh, when I first met him in Dallas. I was, I guess, about 11 years old when he came through there. And he talked about how at that point he was making 75 bucks a day wow. to wrestle. You know, yeah. we, we thought these guys, could, because they were on television, they were super famous, right? And they were to wrestling fans, but they weren't making all that much money. But it was a like a passion thing. And we, I talked about how he was always nice to me as a kid because I always wanted to meet the wrestlers. But the bad guys... All of the bad guys just ignored kids. They ignored adults because they were the bad guys. The bad guy can't be friendly to people. But Mick was different. And even as a little kid, he would go out of his way to be nice to me. That's super cool. And I had the chance to kind of reshare that. And then we talked about Dallas, where I grew up. And he said, hey, I want you to to ask me that because I have a story. Ask me that during the show. So I thought at the end during the Q&A, he was going to, you know, I was going to stand up and ask the question. It's like his second story of the night. He said, Brandon Baxter is here, and Brandon's been around wrestling for a long time. Tell everybody when you got started. You had to stand up in front of everybody in the place? That's right. I got started when I was 14 in Dallas, 1991, but as a fan before that, and I got to tell the story, and then Look we got to talk you. about Dallas. But That's awesome. It was pretty cool. And then I had a couple of people, and it was really sweet because there were some people from here who were there, but it was even cooler to me that people who used to live here and have moved down to... There was one who lived in Searcy, one who lived in Cabot, one who lived in Little Rock. They're like, hey, I used to listen to you all the time when I lived there. Oh, wow. I'm like, hey, you can still catch us now, you know, because of mm-hmm. the podcast and the streaming and all that kind of stuff. So just a really neat night. I'm kind of, I think the picture's cool. Unfortunately, it was one of those where we had to have the mask on because of, we were in the hotel. You know, people were masked he's up. He's wearing the same shirt like he's doing his thing. Doesn't he always wear that shirt? Bang, bang. Yeah, the flannel. Yeah. So I'll share that in a second. It was really cool. If you get to go, if he's anywhere near you, go see it. And I'm just going to tell you, and I don't know for sure, maybe we'll get it worked out. I said, hey, Mick, we have some radio stations and, and a lot of, you know, people that share mornings with us. And if you want to come and do a show and Northeast Arkansas, we'd love to have you. And we're going to work on that. 
That'd be cool. So we'll see if we can get Mick Foley up here. But it was a cool time. I'll put the picture up here in just a second on Instagram and on Facebook. It's Brandon Baxter in the morning. And on Twitter, Brandon on BBITN. I know this sounds crazy. Believe me, I know it. It's crazy. That sounds kind of crazy. You must be crazy. And people are crazy. A man and woman near Boston were caught stealing stuff from someone's house one afternoon and packing it all into a U-Haul. The owner of the house got home while they were still there and saw the man walking through their yard toward the U-Haul, so they called the police. They tracked the couple down nearby, and they ran. They caught the woman, but the man got away and started running toward a frozen river. They they eventually found him near a bridge, but he refused to surrender and ran out onto the ice. Well, he fell through. He happened to be at a spot where it wasn't that deep, so he could touch the bottom, but he couldn't get out, so they had to rescue him. Mm. They threw him a rope, but he wouldn't grab it, so a police officer had to go out and get him. No. It turned out the U-Haul was was stolen, (laughs) and he also had drugs on him. And as an added bonus, they released his mugshot and appears... Uh, it, it, he appears to be yawning. <laughs> so. Oh, good. In the middle of a mugshot. Yes. Sorry to keep you awake, buddy. Right. So he's facing charges for breaking and entering drug, possess- drug possession and resisting arrest. But huh. speaking of stealing a U-Haul, today I, or yesterday I saw an officer, a police officer, dancing while pulling over a U-Haul truck. You did? Yeah. I think he was trying to bust a move. Come on, fat soul. Oh, just no. bust a move. No. Hey. No. Just bust the move. I can't figure out what the next part is. I'm not sure where we are on the song. Is you on a mission? Maybe. You're on a mission and you're wishing someone could cure your lonely condition. Looking for love in all the wrong places. No fine girls, just ugly faces. Frustration, first inclination is to become a monk and leave the situation. But every dark tunnel has a light of hope, so don't hang yourself with a celibate rope. Here we go. showing, so you're going. Could care less about the five you're blowing. Theater gets dark just to start the show. Then you spot a fine woman sitting in your row. Oh, she's dressed in yellow. She says hello. Come sit next to me, you fine fellow. You run over there without a second to lose and what comes next hey bust to move so all you officers out there y'all bust, bust the move, move today there there you go <laughs> and there's even more proof that people are crazy Brandon Baxter in the morning and Kelly Perry I have one question for you are you ready to celebrate some local people? Let's do it. Let's do the birthdays. Happy birthday to you. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday to you. Uh-uh. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Boy. Happy birthday Boy. to you. Well, well, well. Time for birthdays for today. It's Wednesday, January the 19th of 2022. Local birthdays, local celebrities. Here we go. Happy birthday goes out to Leslie Anderson of Brooklyn, who celebrates a birthday today. Bobby Hoggard in Dexter, Missouri. Julia Mize in Hot Springs is celebrating Kim Jones of Manila. Katie Honeycutt has a birthday. Johnny Tate of Paragould. Brad Burns in Mountain View. Shauna Slater of Jonesboro. Shauna Eldridge of Caraway. Uh, Rihanna Carlson of Jonesboro celebrates a birthday today. Tim Wilmoth. 
of Jonesboro, and Jody Hartley from Wynn celebrates as well. And if you have a birthday today, we say this. We say... Happy birthday to all y'all, and you celebrate with these celebrities. Logan Lerman is 30. He is Percy Jackson. Sean Johnson is 30, Olympic gold medalist in Dancing with Stars champion. Happy birthday to Jody Sweeten, who is 40. That was Stephanie on Full House and Fuller House. Drea DiMatteo is 50. That's Adriana on The Sopranos (laughs) and Wendy on Sons of Anarchy. Sean Wayans is 51. He was on Scary Movie, White Chicks, and Little Man. John Wozniak is 51. Uh, Marcy Playground Sin. Oh, remember this song right here? I remember that. Is that their only song? Who's that lounging in my chair? All right. John Wozniak celebrates at 51. Happy birthday to Katie Seagal, who is 68. Wasn't she one of your favorites? Yeah, Peg Bundy from yeah. Married with Children. Then she went on and she was on Sons of Anarchy mm-hmm. as well. Happy birthday to Paula Dean, who is 75. And happy birthday today to Dolly Parton, oh, yeah. who is 76. Jolene, 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 Jolene. Please don't take him just because you how about some Dolly Parton for you on her birthday? She's 76. Hello, Dolly. One of the things I love about Dolly is the fact that she never slows down. She continues to work. It's enough to drive you crazy if you let it. Happy birthday to Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. Tender love is blind. It requires a dedication. All this love we feel needs no conversation. We'll ride it together. Islands in the stream, that is what we are. No one in between. How can we be wrong? Sail away with me to another world. And we rely on each other. From one lover to another. Happy birthday goes out to my good friend Dolly Parton. Who turned 76 today? Brandon Baxter in the morning. I had the chance last night to go and hang out with a WWE Hall of Famer. It was a big night, man. The hardcore legend himself, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, Mankind, Mick Foley. All one guy. That's a lot of nicknames. <laughs> now, he was there last night. Mick Foley was in Little Rock. At the Looney Bin, I had the chance to go and hang out with Mick a little bit before the show and uh, told wrestling war stories about some mutual friends and stuff like that. And then we got to see his his one-man show, his comedy show. It's like a comedy slash, uh, I don't know how you would even describe it. Like a lot of wrestling talk, a lot of family talk, yeah. just 
he's hyper entertaining and mm-hmm. hyper engaging. And even as somebody like you, who I mean, I know you're you're a fringe wrestling fan, right? Yeah, yeah. You would love this show. Mm-hmm. He was just so uh, he has an entertaining way of telling stories, and he's telling stories about hey, so I was I was with The Rock, I was with Stone Cold, yeah, I was with uh, The Undertaker at the Hell in the Cell, and you go through and hear all these stories, and you laugh and you cheer and. It's really neat. So if that show, it's called the uh, Nice Day Tour, if that's coming anywhere near you, uh, no matter where you listen on online or on the podcast or however you listen to us, go see the show. I love how he wears his flannel. Like that's, I, I just love that. It's like part of him. Oh, you yeah. Know? That's part of his deal. Yeah. And he had that. He actually had uh, two of those last night. He auctioned one of those off. That's cool. For a charity, which I thought was really sweet as well. So I posted the photo of, of myself and Mick from the hotel, We're hanging out together in the hotel. Yeah. Okay. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, it's up on Instagram and on Facebook, Brandon Baxter in the morning, and on Twitter, Brandon on BBITM. Brandon Baxter in the morning. All right, doing it big on a Wednesday morning, January the 19th. And y'all, as always, Kelly Perry. Well, she's got three words for you. Good morning, Arkansas. This is Country Music News on Brandon Baxter in the Morning. All right, we have Country Music News today on Blake Shelton. When I die, come back as a country boy. No, there ain't no better life if you ask me. So congratulations to Blake Shelton. He has made Rolling Stone's list of the highest paid musicians of 2021. Now, Blake comes in at number nine. But interestingly enough, he beat out Taylor Swift, who came in at number 10, which when I read that, I'm like, wait a minute, Taylor was, you know, they all made a lot of money, but still, uh, Blake made a little bit more than Taylor Swift. So when you look at the breakdown, Blake Shelton in one year made $83 million. Taylor Swift brought in 80 million. So that's a huge year for Blake Shelton. But so you're saying 83 million. Oh my gosh, Blake's making so much money. Guess who made the most? The highest paid musician of 2021 because he sold his catalog, his music library. Yeah. Congratulations, Bruce Springsteen. He made $590 million in 2021. More than half a billion dollars in one year. It's amazing. That's crazy. But anyway, congratulations to Blake Shelton, though, who also makes the list with a great year of $83 million. We have country music news today on Trisha Yearwood. She'd follow Tommy She's in love. All right, so Betty White would have celebrated her 100th birthday this week. And on her birthday, fans and friends wanted to honor her life. So one of the main things that Betty was known for was the way that she advocated for animals. So fans took part in the Betty White Challenge, which was by donating at least $5 to their favorite local animal shelter. Well, Trisha Yearwood joined in to help, uh, basically, and she took things to a new level, raising thousands of dollars for her charity, Dottie's Yard Fund. Now, what Dottie's Yard Fund is, it's an organization Trisha started back in 2021 for one of 
one of her dogs that passed away, Dottie. So that money will go to, to that as well. But um, Trisha tweeted that they surpri- uh, surpassed their original goal, which was $30,000. And I think last night they were already past thirty eight thousand. Oh, wow. So, and she also pledged to to spend or to give ten thousand dollars of her own money. That's uh, for this. So, Trisha says everybody loves Betty White. Betty was a champion for animal rights throughout her life, and Trisha wanted to honor her in that way. It's really sweet. All right, country music news today on Sam Hunt. I'm sick of sitting at the house, dying on my phone, wishing I was Sam Hunt was on uh, Stephen Colbert's show. The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and Sam was there with Ingrid Andress, and they did one of Kelly's favorite mm-hmm. songs. It's called Wishful Drinking. Here's a sneak peek at Ingrid Andress with Sam Hunt. With every sip, I'm getting closer, thinking that we ain't really over. I know it ain't right, but baby, just for tonight, I don't want to have no closure. When I'm a couple in, I get optimistic, like you and me are realistic. Maybe I'm just Featuring Sam Hunt. That song is called Wishful Drinking. You can check out the video from Colbert. It's out today. That's your country music news on Arkansas's Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by the man that we call Dr. Feelgood. Okay, so he's the he's also the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State, Doctor Shane Spites. What's up, man? How are you this morning? I'm good. You guys just have a lot of fun there, don't you? I can tell. Like, we do. I mean, like it's just like you're always game on. Like it's always just a good time there, isn't it? Man, you know, really, I think it is. We have fun. Like, this is our favorite part of the day. But let me give you a heads up. In the last, uh, let's see here, in the last 48 hours, I've had a total of about six hours of sleep. How good is that? <laughs> yeah, from a medical standpoint, now, Brandon, we would say that that's not adequate sleep for, for the human body. So, But last night, I have to tell you this because uh, you're a wrestling fan, especially when you were younger. I had the chance mm-hmm. last night to go and hang out with Mick Foley, Cactus Jack, Dude Love, Mankind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I just posted that picture if you want to check it out on my socials. But um, anyway, we wanted to have you on this morning because here we are, pandemic. And, you know, we've talked to you for the last, uh, golly, almost two years now about COVID. And at first it felt like nobody we knew had it. And then it felt like every once in a while somebody we knew or loosely knew or was related to or whatever mm-hmm. would get it. And right now, man, it feels like every couple of days we know somebody who tests positive. <laughs> so that's exactly right. And it's funny how you put that because that's exactly how we explain uh, the phenomenon of exponential spread. And that sounds like a real fancy term, but basically it's when a disease or a virus, in this case, takes over rapidly. Right. And it's exactly the way you described it. I don't really know anybody that's got this virus. Well, I know a couple of people that's got this virus. 
everybody I know has this virus. Yes. And that's and that's actually the way it's, it's uh, described. So when you look at this, though, and obviously the way I would assume, based on what you've told us about Omicron, is it's Omicron, it spreads faster, it, it's less severe in most cases, but at this point it looks like almost everybody's going to get it. And in some ways with Omicron, it doesn't even matter what your vaccination status is to a point, right? Well, <clears throat> what matters on vaccination is the severity of the disease. And that's one thing that I think uh, we probably haven't done as good a job explaining you're right. Omicron's everywhere. It, it spreads about five and a half times more than Delta. So it's five and a half times more transmissible than Delta. And we thought Delta would spread fast. Yeah. But Omicron spreads even faster. And so that's huge. But um, <clears throat> back to what you were saying on the vaccination, the key to the vaccination is that it prevents severe disease. Right. And so, you know, those that are vaccinated, certainly those that are boosted, it's going to be much, much milder symptoms. Like you may not even realize you had it. It may be a little bit of a runny nose, a little bit of a headache or a cough, but it's not going to knock you out. You're not going to be down in bed. You're not going to be knocked out for three or four or five days right. if you've had the vaccination, the booster. I was talking to somebody yesterday who was talking about alternative uh, means of trying to heal it. Like, let's say you get it. Uh, one of the people I was talking to said that they had taken uh, ivermectin. And within, you know, two or three days, they were better. And one of the things I think you've kind of taught me is that a lot of times in the situation of a virus, you might be able to say, oh, I think it's this because I got better in a couple of days. But in a lot of cases, you were going to get better anyway. That's exactly right. And I, and I don't mind replaying that, that, uh, that conversation. So, and I have this with lots of patients. Um, and again, it just goes back to this is the course of how the disease works, how most viruses work. Generally speaking, when you get sick, you know, you're sick for a day or two. Most people don't run off to the doctor or the urgent care the day they get sick. Right. They're going to wait. They're going to tough it out for a few days, maybe day three or so. You're like, okay, look, I, I can't, you know, I can't shake this. It seems to be, oh, it's moving into my head. I think it's a sinus infection or whatever it may be. And so I'm going to, I'm going to go now to the doctor or the urgent care. So that's usually day three, maybe day four. Right. Um, and then you get, and let's, let's say you go there and they, they give you something, to be honest with you. Regardless of what it is, they give you something. The, the, you know, the classic is the whole, hey, steroid shot in a Z-Pack and this sort of thing. <laughs> right. And then, so you start taking that, and the Z-Pack is usually a three to five days, depending on what pack you get, about a three-day or so. And then you start feeling better about, you know, two or three days after you went to the doctor's office. Right. Now, I'm going to tell you a little secret, is that it wasn't, it probably wasn't the doctor that you saw in terms of what they gave you for that or whatever the, the provider was that gave you. It was probably a viral infection. And you need to know that the vast majority of viral infections run their course in anywhere from five to seven days. Right. Some of them will go from seven to 10 days. It depends on the type of virus. Every virus has its own life cycle. So regardless of what you do, it's probably going to run its course anyway. The issue with that is, is that people don't, most people don't understand that. And so they'll take something day three or day four, mm -hmm. and they'll draw that conclusion thinking, well, what I took on day three or four is why I got over my illness. Um, and, and that may not be the case at all. Um, and so and just to be clear, we don't treat viruses with antibiotics. Antibiotics don't work for viruses. Right. Antibiotics work for bacterial infections like a streptococcus or, you know, like strep throat. Absolutely, you need uh, antibiotics for a strep throat. Um, you know, some ear infections, some uh, lung infections, skin infections, absolutely need antibiotics for what was so interesting, you know, because if you didn't hear the show last week, we took Kai in because he wasn't feeling good. He kind of had what I had, and I tested negative, but he had a sore throat, runny nose, you know, fever for a second, all that different stuff. 
and and at the end of the, our visit with with Doctor Spites, he said we were like, hey, do we need to go get some medicine? Do we need a prescription? And Shane said, no, it's a virus. You don't need that. And we kind of talked through how if you go to the doctor, a lot of people feel like they either leave with a prescription or they went to the doctor for no reason. And I think that's really interesting because I've never thought about it like that. I've left the doctor before where they said, okay, this is what it is. We'll see you later. There's no need for a prescription. And as a person, as a consumer, as a patient, you almost do feel like, what do they even come in for if I didn't get medicine? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think we have to shift our thinking. This will take a, a lot longer uh, to do this. We've got to shift our thinking to really more of a, for lack of a better term, an educated stance in terms of now that you understand how this works, a lot of this you can do on your own. You don't necessarily have to come see me. So now that you kind of understand these are the warning signs that I want you to know about, and I think you and I went over that. Hey, if Kai has this, if he has that, if he has fever, if such and such, if this changes, I want you to call me or get a hold of me, yeah. and then we'll reevaluate. And that's what you, it's the follow up. It's the look. I'm not saying I'm not letting you go here. You know, you've been that you've been sick for three days. Let's talk about the way I think this is going to go the next three or four days. If it changes, then you let me know, and we'll go in a different course. Yeah, I think that's so important. And when you told me that, it was like this light bulb went off, and I'm thinking, I'm 44 years old, and I've never heard this. I always assumed, hey, you just get medicine when you leave the doctor because that's what you do, but. That's not always a deal if it's a virus. So I just thought that was kind of neat to share this morning. Um, what are we seeing with the Omicron, or I guess we'll say COVID, but mostly Omicron numbers around the state? Because it seemed like, you know, we went from having a couple of hundred cases to like 4,000. No, absolutely. As a matter of fact, the end of last week, uh, we now we've seen a little bit of a downward trend now, but we peaked last week at, you know, we were well over 11. I think our highest was almost 13,000 cases in one day, if you can believe that. But at the end of last week, we were still hitting close to 11, 12,000 cases. We've seen a downward trend the last few days. I'll be honest with you. I think some of that, we always see that over a weekend. And then we had the holiday on Monday. And so a lot of times you'll see that uh, that'll affect numbers as well. But if we follow the track of the other countries and the, really the other states, even New York and New Jersey, we should peak about 30 days into this. Our 30-day mark is sometime this week or early next week. Oh, that's so Arkansas should peak in terms of Omicron sometime in the next seven days. Seven to ten days, we should peak and be on our downward trend. We may, uh, we may trend down earlier than that, uh, but in, in general, if we follow what we've seen in South Africa, what we've seen in the U.K., what we've seen in New York and New Jersey, they're already on the backside of their peak as well. We in Arkansas should peak in the next seven to 10 days and be on the backside of this. And hopefully it's a rapid decline like other areas have seen. The only wild card in there is really that our vaccination rate's not as high as some of those other states uh, that I mentioned. But I still think we're going to see a pretty rapid decline once we get on the backside of this. So once that starts, is it 25%, 35%, 50% like a day? Is it going to be that drastic? It depends. Again, that's the wild card in terms of vaccination. We could have a slower decline because what happens is what would slow our decline is you still have more and more people getting infected yeah. that aren't vaccinated, that don't, you know, that haven't been sick before, that and haven't been boosted. You've got this whole group of, of people. And and you mentioned the, the testing. Um, and I think that's a great point. I don't know if you realize this last uh, yesterday, actually, the government launched this website, which I was very suspicious of. This whole, you can get covidtest.gov. Mm -hmm. So you can go on this website, covidtest.gov, and you can actually get like four free home COVID tests, and they'll send it to you through the mail. Now, I'll be honest with you, I was a bit skeptical mm -hmm. because I was like, yeah, this thing's going to crash. This is, you know, 
anything like that. It's going to take forever or whatever. But I went online last night and did it within a matter of 10 seconds. Like, literally, all oh, I had to do was put my address in and hit order, and it gave me an order number and said it was shipping. I, I was surprised the website worked because I figured there were millions of people trying to order that. But for what it's worth, and you want some home tests, you can get those for free through that website. Yeah, but when you do a home test, is it just the, the lower part of the swab in your nose? It's probably not the one that goes up a little further, right? It, that's exactly right. So and let's, let's talk about testing for a second, because testing, even you got to know, even testing is frustrating on our part from the, from the, on the medical side as well. Because when the FDA put out this statement, they said, hey, guys, by the way, the rapid test may not be as good for Omicron, mm-hmm. you know, because Omicron changed. And you and I kind of talked about this. The original vaccines were for the original strain of COVID. Well, the original test kits were for the original strain of COVID as well. Now we're like four generations away from the original strain, so no surprise that maybe the tests aren't as sensitive. And they're not. So these rapid tests are not as sensitive for Omicron. Now, it doesn't mean that, that, it, that if it's positive, that's not true. If it's positive, you can feel that it's positive. The problem is if it's negative, you really need to get a PCR test, especially if you've had symptoms, to follow up and see if that's true. The PCR tests are still good because that's more of a, for lack of a better term, that's more of a genetic test. Right. The problem with the PCR test is it can take a while you know, 24, 48 hours to get the test back. With the variant, you know, that's obviously been the buzzword, and here comes the new variant, and it's Delta, it's Omicron. Uh, are we are we thinking there's another variant that's kind of bubbling in the United States, or right now is it still Omicron, and we're not sure what's happening next? So it's still Omicron right now. There were two variants we were watching, but really they haven't done anything. They kind of caught the news uh, about a week and a half ago or so, but really we don't think that's going to amount to anything. Now, I will say this, and not to be, you know, Debbie Downer, but there's probably going to be another variant at some point. Um, You know, the hope is, is that we get through this, we get into the spring and summer, you know, because the the winter's always the worst time to have an illness like this, because everybody's locked in in close quarters. You know, getting to the spring and the summertime, you know, people are outside, viruses in in general don't spread well outside, and so it's better for us there. Uh, but we'll probably see another variant for sure on this. I mean, we, nobody really thinks from everybody that I'm reading, all the researchers I'm looking at and all that, nobody thinks this is just going away. Um, we'd love for that to happen, but it's probably going to continue to circulate at some level. Uh, so, you know, next fall, we'll probably see some, some type of COVID, uh, COVID-19 or coronavirus variant. He is the expert on COVID-19 in Arkansas. He and his uh, team research it every single day. He is also the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine at Arkansas State University, Dr. Feelgood himself, Dr. Shane Spitzen. Shane, have a great day, man. We appreciate you. Guys, thank you. Appreciate everything you're doing. Have a great week. All right, you too. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by Daniel and Angie Stidham, who are on the phone with us this morning. How are you guys this morning? Doing great. Wonderful. Thank you. So are you guys uh, in the same place right now, or are you doing separate things this morning? Well, we just got the kids off to school, so for <laughs> once, we are in the same place during the daytime. Awesome. How many kids do you guys have? We have four, but we have two sets. We have uh, two older daughters that are 18 and 20, and then we've got an eight-year-old son and a two-year-old daughter as well. Oh, my gosh. How do you manage that? Well, we're gluttons for punishment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So tell me about uh, what you guys do, because, uh, you know, I know that that, uh, as uh, as a business, you guys are working with a bunch of different clients, but 
Uh, let's get an idea of what you guys do and the services you offer real quick. Well, what we do is full service planning, and that's the uh, integration of financial planning, uh, legal planning, estate planning, tax planning. And we help people in retirement to avoid the pitfalls that, um, quite frankly, the vast majority of people are unaware even exist. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, because I, I think about that as I get, you know, as as we all get older, I guess we start thinking about what's life going to look like because, you know, you can see some people who have this great run and they make good money and maybe they didn't save like they should have or maybe retirement wasn't what it needed to be. And all of a sudden, it's like life completely flips when they hit the retirement age. It's just because there's so little, if any, education on what to expect once you get there. Uh, you're just taught, hey, this is the finish line with absolutely no preparation for what happens next. Yeah. So how do you guys go about that? People come to you or they schedule an appointment with you guys or how does that work? Well, we actually have uh, online classes that myself and uh, our attorneys teach and people can uh, sign up and watch those classes. And if they have questions, there's a link to schedule an appointment with us. How can they find you guys? Uh, you can go to our Facebook page or our website. Um, all the information for our webinars is listed there. So the so, website's www.sitemfinancial.com. So I was uh, going through, we had a message from you guys the other day, and we always want people to, to reach out to us when there's uh, stuff going on where we're trying to help people in our community. Um, and I was reading through your email about one of your clients, and um, there's a concert coming up that has turned into a benefit concert Tell us what we need to know about Miss Melba. Well, we have, uh, I, I, I think I like to pride myself anyway, of thinking that we have very close relationships with our clients, probably much closer than most people in our profession, just simply because of the type of work that we do. Mm-hmm. We're typically the last professionals that anybody ever works with. And Miss Melba um, not only is uh, a client of ours, but is actually the mother of Angie's lifelong best friend. Oh, wow. And unfortunately, in October, she was diagnosed with what will likely be terminal cancer. And she's unable to work because of this and uh, faces a lot of expense, not only with treatment, but also running back and forth between Houston and MD Anderson. And Angie and I were just sitting, uh, sitting around one evening talking about the devastating news and saying how much we wish we could help. And no matter what we thought of, nothing seemed good enough. And then in typical fashion, my brilliant wife just says, hey, you know, we have this friend that plays music for a living. Why don't we give him a call? (laughs) And then she went to work. This is all her baby. She reached out to Ronnie and told him the story and asked if he would come and do a benefit concert for Miss Melba, where all of the proceeds go straight to her. So, again, it's going to be Ronnie McDowell in Paragould at the Collins Theater coming up on Friday night, January the 28th. Ronnie McDowell. Watching girls go by, me oh my, what a lovely way. And it's cool that he wants to, to go out of his way to be a part of this event. Ronnie McDowell. Absolutely. Older women. He also is willing to do a, a VIP cocktail hour for anybody that purchases a, purchases a VIP ticket. The cocktail hour will be held down the street at what was formerly known as the Vintage Rental Depot. It's now called the Waze Goose. Mm-hmm. And we have Whitney Vassar Photography coming in to take photos um, of anybody that wants a photo with Ronnie. We have Chow at 118 catering the event. And mm-hmm. 
so charming uh, doing these photo booth backdrops. So we've got several vendors that are really awesome coming to help out with the event as well. And the great thing about Ronnie is he is a genuinely wonderful human being. So when he comes in and does shows for us, he really likes when we invite our clients to uh, have a cocktail party before the show where he can mingle with people and tell stories and pose with pictures. But being a benefit concert this time, uh, we decided to open up that cocktail party to the general public by selling a VIP ticket that includes the party and the photos and all that good stuff. But also, uh, we roped off the front sections of the seating at the Collins, so they'll have the best seats in the house. Man, that's awesome. So again, it's Ronnie McDowell at the Collins Theater in Paragould on Friday, January the 28th. It's a benefit concert for Miss Melba Barnes, who, uh, again, they just shared the, the story with us and... Our thoughts go out to Miss Melba and the entire family. Obviously, when when you get that news, um, it, obviously it affects every single person who's connected to her, and uh, that's why we wanted to help share the information this morning. And if people would like to get tickets uh, and they want to help and they want to go have a good night with good food and fun, and at the end of the day, it's all about helping Miss Melba. Um, how can people get those tickets? They can go online to ticket.sidhamfinancial.com or they can give me a call at the office or on the office cell um, at 870-897-4440. I've got paper tickets also that can be picked up if they call and place their order. They can come to our, our office in Paragold to pick those up. I think we live in an area, and I think you guys know this, we live in an area that is very giving. People want to help, especially when we hear, hear stories about this. We put ourselves into the shoes of the family and we go out of our way to help. And the idea that you have fun and music and food and photography and, and photo booths and all that, it, there's no reason that people in this area shouldn't come and enjoy that show. And again, it happens on Friday, January the 28th. Uh, and one more time for the, the tickets, let us know one more time online. Tickets.stidhamfinancial.com. We have Daniel and Angie Stidham on with us this morning on the K fine breakfast club, which is powered by families Inc. And, Hey, guys, best of luck with the show, and we appreciate you guys taking the time to talk to us and uh, doing what you're doing for Miss Melba. Well, thank you, and thank you for having me. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Stacey Schratz, who is representing uh, the Community Health Education Foundation. Stacy, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are y'all? Man, we're good. good. We kind of, can I tell you that I had two hours of sleep last night and you let me know if that's a good or bad idea? That's not a good idea, but that maybe is, you'll get to take a nap later. Oh my gosh. I was telling, uh, who was I guess the crew I was with last night, we went to Little Rock and I was telling uh, the guys I was with, I'm like, you know, what's going to be glorious though after two <laughs> hours of sleep is when I get home and I get that nap, it is going to be the best so nap good. ever. Yes, in this rain, that will be awesome. Oh yeah. man! Hey, I want to give a shout out to your husband, David Schratz. You were telling us before we uh, before we came live on the radio that he listens every morning. Yes, sir, he does. He thinks y'all are hilarious and just loves it. It's really sweet. So shout out to David. He's yeah. hard at work this morning at High Troll while we play on the radio. He's doing real work. But a uh, shout out to him this morning. So, Stacy, tell me about. I know the Red Dress Gala is coming up, and. You know, this is a big event in Jonesboro. So big, Stacy. This is the cover of Occasions Magazine. Yes, I, I didn't really want to do that. But <laughs> we have our copy. Considering what they had to work with with me, we have our copy to get our autograph from you. <laughs> How much have you heard about that from your friend group? Because I would assume yeah. when that magazine comes out, and there it is, I would assume it becomes a pretty hot, uh, a hot topic for your friends. Okay. 
they uh, they were they were very complimentary. I think they were just being nice. But yeah, I went <laughs> to, to the drugstore yesterday, and the lady said, "Oh, I saw your picture." And I, I'm not by any means any kind of famous person, but it was kind of it was a kind of awkward because I'm not used to that. So, Stacy, for that cause, somebody recognized Kelly last night. She was at her son's game. Why in, in are Highland. you going to bring this up? And she said somebody said her her catchphrase, good morning, Arkansas. And Kelly didn't know how to respond because <laughs> it was awkward. So she just pointed at the guy and smiled. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Pointing. I, actually went, I graduated from Highland. That's what? where I'm from. Well. Small world, man. Hey, so the Red Dress Gala, obviously a big event, uh, big enough that it's a cover of occasions, all benefiting the Community Health Education Foundation. Tell me about that organization. Well, we um, mostly, uh, we're doing an AED program right now, but the focus for the Red Dress Gala is um, recognizing, um, it supports the awareness of women and heart disease, our organization does. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though statistics have been increasingly better over the last 10 years, it is still the number one killer of women. And we want every woman to know this, that symptoms for women can be totally different from men and what the symptoms can be. Um, classic symptoms uh, for cardiovascular disease is chest pain in men and women. But for women, the absence of indigestion, shortness of back, breath, and back pain. Um, and it is the number one killer of women. And we're doing uh, our event in February for National Heart Health Month. Right. Um, but our proceeds, a lot of our proceeds will go to our uh, AED program. Um, we've placed there, we've placed 87 in the community. Um, we have, uh, we do it for nonprofit right. uh, churches, um, schools, community centers, and just in the last few months, our AED, AEDs, which is for our non-medical people, is automated automated external defibrillator. Right, yes. Uh, sometimes they are helpful and useful and help save lives when CPR alone does not work. Right. Um, just in the last few months, it has saved two people's lives uh, at a, uh, a community center here in town. And over the past couple of years, we know it saved about five lives. Um, a teacher at Nettleton, uh, a student at Jonesboro School and elder at a church and that's and we and we do help in the outside the underlying outlying community as well and it's really for a great cause and we really appreciate the community support in helping that right sure let's talk about the the red dress gala because again you mentioned it's going to be happening in February the actual date save the date is Saturday February the 19th Centennial Hall which is on the campus of Arkansas State um, this event looks like it's going to be uh, quite a party, right? Because, I mean, we're talking about, like, glitter and disco balls and all that. Yes. Disco, Studio 54 theme. Um, and we uh, we also recognize um, some leaders in the community. We have the Ed White Community Services Support Advocate Award. It's going to go to Fred and Susan Cathcart, the Health Advocate Award for Dr. Susan Hanson. And Anoran, I hope I didn't pronounce that wrong. Uh, the Red Dress Ambassador Valerie Seals and the Professional Community Service and Support over 50 employees, uh, KAICA, and the employees under 50 ground crews. Yeah, that's uh, great. We're going to have some wonderful. Um, we're going to have some wonderful auction items. We're going to have guided hunt and fishing trips, uh, seven nights Turks and Caicos trips, seven nights Grand Cayman. 
five nights, ten house condo at at Branson Landing, uh, with a weekend package with me with a meals and everything, guided hunting and fishing trips, Oakland tickets, wow, concert tickets to Morgan Wallen, and then the Loverboy RL Speedwagon six, and we're gonna have a diamond necklace from Sissy's Log Cabin. Uh, Dang, y'all have a bunch of stuff going on. Yeah, we're so excited. The tickets are 125 per person, and that's the eating and drinking and being having access to the silent and live auction. And we're going to have um, a DJ spinning, uh, you know, disco music, and it's going to be a really great time, and it's for a great cause. I used to have bell bottoms. I'm not sure if I could get them around my waist anymore, oh. but would you mind if I showed up in some bell bottoms? I really wish y'all would come. Y'all would be great. And we're, it's going to be such a great time. We always have such a great time. And, you know, the proceeds go right back into the community. Uh, we usually try to have a women's health conference. Um, you know, pre-COVID, we had a women's health conference. And uh, we do a lot of activities to, um, to try to uh, help our community. Well, again, it is coming up. It is the Red Dress Gala, a night at Studio 54. It's going to be on February the 19th, Centennial Hall. Stacey, if people want to get tickets now, because I know this is an event where there's demand and you got to get your tickets early, where can they get tickets for the Red Dress Gala? Okay, they can call 870-931-4044, or they can go to chefjonesborough.org. And we and that we have had a great response to this, and we are are getting close to selling out. So That's if great. you're interested, I suggest you you know people buy the ticket. You know, get on the phone or get on the email or get on the computer and get those. It's Chef Jonesboro, C H E S Jonesboro dot org or eight seven zero nine three one four zero four four. And we really appreciate you guys for allowing us to um, use this. Uh, as a way of getting the word out and y'all do a great thing and we love your radio station well Stacey we appreciate that and you guys do great work too tell Emily we said hello she's always been a friend to us and again it's a red dress gala happening on February the 19th Centennial Hall a night at Studio 54 it benefits the Community Health Education Foundation and again you can find more about them at chefjonesboro.org Stacey we appreciate your time you did a great job this morning and best of luck with the red dress gala Thank you so much. Y'all have a great day and hope you get a lot of great sleep today. Thank you, Stacey. Tell tell your husband, tell David we said hello, okay? Okay, thank you. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You You too. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Powered by Family Zinc. We'll get back to the show. Now back to Brandon Baxter and Kelly Perry. We're joined this morning by Mitchell Nail from St. Bernard's. Mitchell, how are you this morning? Good morning, guys. I'm doing well. How about yourselves? And we're pretty good. I have my uh, little tumbler that we got as a Christmas gift, and I wanted to thank you and the team at St. Bernard's. I mean, you guys give back to the community. You give back to your media partners, and, um, you know, you guys do good stuff, and we appreciate that. Oh, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, just a little token of our appreciation uh, for everything you guys have done uh, just in the past year. So, yeah, we're glad to do it. Now, shouldn't we be thanking you guys because people in healthcare, like yeah. we come in here and we talk for a living. You guys, your team at St. Bernard's, has been working around the clock. People are exhausted because we all thought this pandemic was going to be like a six-month gig, and we're coming up on two years now. You know, I, I think the best way we can think of this, uh, it operates in terms of waves. And so, um, you know, you, what you hope is that, that wa- the, the waves get smaller as it goes along. Uh, we've not necessarily seen that. 
And, uh, you know, just like in, in this third wave, uh, this last week, we set a hospitalization record in terms of COVID patients. And so, um, you know, there, there is hope on the horizon, I believe. But, uh, you know, at the same time, it, it is uh, we're smack in the middle of, uh, of this third wave and it hasn't peaked yet. I think what you said is, is really uh, is something important for people to hear, because I think a lot of the, the thought behind Omicron and that's what the primary variant is right now is Omicron's not that bad. It's not, you know, it's not going to be as bad if you get it. Maybe you all of a sudden have more better immunity. If you do get it, what you just said out of the last two years, there were more people hospitalized at St. Bernard's than in any other time in the pandemic. People need to hear that. Yeah. And, you know, and there, there's been different aspects of every one of these waves. You know, the first wave, we didn't have a vaccine. The second wave, the Delta wave, um, it was, uh, it just overloaded our ICU system. Well, this third wave um, is just overloading our, our general bed capacity. And so, you know, you're talking about uh, what we call med surge beds, medical surgical beds. Um, so it's not necessarily putting as many people in the ICU um, as what the Delta uh, variant did, but Omicron is still putting people in the hospital. And, you know, one thing to remember that's important is that it, it is still deadly. It can still be deadly. Sure. Um, you know, just like in the past week, I, I believe we've had about five patients pass away from COVID. Oh. Um, you know, and, and still, uh, if you look at our hospitalization numbers, about 60% of our patients, or more than 60% actually, are, are of COVID patients are not vaccinated. So um, I, I think that's an incredible tool that we still have in, in our uh, tool belt to uh, to be able to keep people from getting at, from avoiding the hospital, you know, and if, if, if we could slash our numbers in half, that would really alleviate any capacity concerns that we got. What are you hearing from <clears throat> the doctors and the nurses? Um, Cause I know, you know, we have friends who, who do that for a living and, you know, we've just heard over the course of the last uh, number of months that they're just physically and emotionally exhausted at this point. I, I think the, the, the problem is that it, you know, it, it happens, you know, like I said, it comes in waves and then and then there's a little bit of a reprieve and they're, they're thinking, OK, well, maybe this is the norm now. And then another wave happens, which is seemingly worse than the previous one. And then another one happens. So. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's uh, those little reprieves that are in the uh, in between that that kind of help help them, uh, uh, I guess, get back to good. But at the same time, you know, they, it, it brings them hope that right. maybe this is something that we put in the past and that we can, uh, you know, go on with uh, with why they became a, uh, a health care provider in the first place. And, and then another wave hits. And so, um, you know, whether we're talking about, I guess, uh, the rise of new variants or, or what it is, but, um, you know, it, it's it's. Uh, after a while, it just becomes wearisome, I yep. think, is the best word for that. And um, especially when you're seeing patients who wind up in the hospital that uh, that in many cases could have been prevented, whether it was through uh, through vaccination or whether it's through early testing to, to head off a, an additional problem. So as we look at what's going on, <clears throat> obviously, you know, you mentioned the, the vaccine. I'm vaccinated, have the booster, all that stuff. Um, you guys still provide that, right? So if people are like, where do I go? You guys are an option. They can come straight to, to you guys. Yeah, absolutely. So we're, uh, we're doing, 
um, vaccinations. Um, it's uh, we do those at our uh, what we call our internal medicine residency clinic. It's on the lower level of Clopton Clinic off Carson Street. Yep. So a uh, phone number for that is eight seven zero three five one seven one seven one, and uh, they do those every Friday morning. So somebody can call and make an appointment for that, or I, I believe they still uh, accept walk-ins. So if if you don't know what your schedule looks like and you're like, well, I'm going to wait until Friday to see, then then we can do that as well. You know, a lot of people, and, and we talked about this a little bit earlier this morning, we, we've gone through different phases of the pandemic, like where, you know, we, we heard about people having it. Then we knew people who had uh, some variant of COVID. And now it seems like it, it's all around us. People are wanting to get tested because we're hearing that the symptoms have changed a little bit. Um, and some people, you know, they're going, well, where do I go to get tested? And St. Bernard's is making that even easier than ever before right now. So yeah, I, I mean, who among us doesn't have somebody in our uh, that's close to us that has hasn't been affected by COVID, uh, yeah. even if it's you know you yourself. And so, um, you know, the the thing is, like, uh, often people will wake up and they're like, "Well, I don't, I, I feel bad," or something feels slightly off because the symptoms of COVID can be so far-reaching. And and so, you know, we want to provide a service that allows people to to come in if they've had symptoms. And they, they just want a quick antigen testing, what we call a rapid testing. Yeah. Um, and so that's at St. Bernard's Auditorium Monday through Friday. Uh, we have uh, uh, National Guard personnel on campus to help us administer these tests. And we've purchased these uh, just to distribute throughout the community. We're, uh, we're providing this drive-through service from 8 to 11 a.m. And we, we want to make it as easy as possible so we're not re- even in, uh, requiring any insurance information. Just drive up. Make sure that you know you've uh, um, uh, you've got a, a valid. Fo- you, you give us your phone number. That, that way we can call you or text you what the results are. But you'll definitely find out whether you're positive or negative. But but again, that's at St. Bernard's Auditorium, 505 East Washington, Monday through Friday from 8 to 11 a.m. Love it. And the fact that you guys are doing that and you're saying, hey, we're not trying to have strings attached. We just want people to be tested because the best thing that we can do is limit the spread. And if somebody thinks they might be sick. They need to know if they potentially have COVID so they can take the right precautions. And again, uh, you guys always do great work. We have uh, a lot of love for St. Bernard's and just the work that you guys do. And um, I think what you're doing is providing a great service for Northeast Arkansas. Well, thank you. I mean, you know, again, uh, you, you can't know like what further steps to take for yourself if you don't know that you're positive. Right. Uh, it opens up a bunch of options uh, in terms of uh, like how we can prevent that uh, inflammation process of COVID-19. But then also um, it, it will definitely help keep the uh, the spread down, like you mentioned. And so that's why uh, testing plays such a pivotal role in terms of uh, keeping this virus from getting further than where it, where it already has. When you're taking the excuses away, hey, you can drive in. You don't even have to walk into the building. So if you're worried about going into a facility, exactly. you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about the insurance. You don't have to worry. I mean, the, all the drama has gone. Just get tested. And then if you want to go and get your vaccine or get boosted, there's opportunities for that as well. You know, and I, I've even encountered, you know, th- there's a little bit of an anxiety uh, uh, piece of like administering your own test. I mean, uh, let's be honest, I'm not a clinical person. Right. And so you know, I, I was following the directions, you know, step by step to make sure uh, that, that I was doing it correctly. But then having somebody there who's, you know, been doing this and, uh, you know, has that clinical background, I think that's important. And so. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if you got questions, give us a call, 870-207-7300. But, again, you know, we're offering this Monday through Friday. Uh, just just come through. It's a drive-through. You ne- don't even have to get out of your vehicle. Does your website still have the COVID information, the page and all that stuff? 
Yeah, stbernards.info slash COVID-19. But yeah, we've got uh, each of the... uh, um, all the information for the uh, the COVID-19 testing on our homepage, stbernards.info. There you go. Mitchell Nail joins us this morning from St. Bernard's. Great as always, man, and we'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you guys for having me. Have a good day. All right, you too, man. You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 107.9 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by the man you need. Yay. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend. And he is the veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the Morning Radio program. Dr. Kevin Reed from Vet Care with Wet Nose Wednesday. Doc, what's up? Hey, good morning. I'm having a, my cup of hot tea this morning. Oh. Just ready to go, man. Like like our, our friends in England. We have a few uh, listeners in England this morning. The who, Queen. Uh, yes, the Queen listens. <laughs> Hey, we did this. This was kind of cool. We got a message uh, yesterday from somebody who found the show like six years ago who listens every morning in Ireland. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. That is great. So for our listeners in Ireland, if you're looking for to bring your pets to America, (laughs) we recommend Dr. Kevin Reed. Just a short flight. (laughs) (laughs) Would you handle Irish pets, Kevin? I would, and we have specials on St. Patrick's Day coming up soon. (laughs) Hey, what is up with, uh, like, our dogs and Ace the German Shepherd? For some reason, like, he's flipped. He's, he's, I don't know, three or four, whatever. Um, But all of a sudden, he's having a few more accidents around the house, and German Shepherd accidents are not good accidents in a house. And we kind of start to think that maybe he's showing out because, you know, like, we had Leslie's dad in over the last couple of days, and... I don't know if it's his routine's off, but is that something that a dog can do? Kind of like try to show out because they're upset about something? They can. If they're stressed in their life, they may kind of temporarily forget their housebreaking habits. And, you know, they that's, sometimes that's how they deal with some upheaval in their life. So would that be, is it almost, you mentioned stress. Is it a little bit of like, hey, look what I'm going to do because you've upset me about something? Uh, sometimes I think that's what happens. Yes. I guess it's good. Humans don't do that for me to get stressed out and just get mad at you and just go over there to the corner. No, that would be bad. That that would not be good. (laughs) It's good. Yeah. So, um, okay. So you said to us before we came on the air, we like, we like to do educational pieces with Kevin and, and things that maybe we haven't ever heard about or talked about, but things that relate to what we're going through right now. And, you know, you mentioned we're about to have a cold spell and there's something that a lot of people have on standby for cold weather that could be harmful to our pets. Exactly. And, um, you know, these disposable hand warmers that are pretty popular, you know, you activate them and uh, they, they warm and, uh, you know, create a reaction that produces heat and stay warm for several hours, some of them up to 10 to 12 hours. And, you know, they're very handy. A lot of hunters and hikers and campers use them, but especially you know, just going outside, if, you know, wherever it gets snow, uh, you know, especially in children, um, they're safe to use. But uh, they can pre- pre- um, present a problem if a dog ingests them. And um, it made me think, I, Kelly, did you play basketball in high school? I did. Um, well, a friend of yours, I can't remember her name, but she told me that your nickname, <laughs> both on and off the court, was Hot Hands Houlihan. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Uh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Off sure. and on the court. Uh-huh. There you go. Uh-huh. Hot hands, hula. Hot hands, hula. Okay. 
Um, so anyway, these, uh, the, the, the way these disposable hand warmers work, um, the, the dry kind, they, they contain iron powder and, and a salt and some water and then an absorbent material that keep, you know, keeps the heat um, activated and, and some activated charcoal. And basically what it does, the, the salt water and the oxygen reacts with the iron powder and it basically forms iron oxide, which is rust, and it releases heat. And, uh, you know, then the, the other products there, the, sometimes vermiculite kind of helps hold that moisture and heat in there. So what happens is uh, they, they usually contain a significant amount of iron, and uh, the ones that last longer contain more iron. But what happens is these are in little packets, and, you know, puppies and dogs, they see something they haven't seen in a while, and they want to chew it. Well, unfortunately, iron in this degree or this amount can be toxic. And if they ingest it, you know, it could still be forming that exothermic reaction, producing heat. And sometimes oh. this gets up to like 135 degrees. So it could cause some burns in the mouth. Uh, but the big issue is if they swallow this iron powder and they start absorbing it, it can cause some pretty severe problems. And it can be even fatal And if it was a small dog that ate, you know, a, a, a toxic amount. And it usually causes some abdominal pain, some GI issues like vomiting and diarrhea. They can get a rapid heart rate or um, um, or arrhythmia with their with their heart rate. Um, pant, they'll pant, uh, and they can even go into shock and and have tremors. And uh, you know, it's not just. I mean, that's the could be the issue this time of the year. But you know, there's iron also in um, supplements, multivitamins, uh, some prenatal vitamins have a high level of iron. And so, you know, if your dog ever ingests these, don't don't just assume, oh, they're just vitamins. There's no, no problem because if they eat enough of them, you know, the iron uh, products in there and some of the other vitamins and minerals could cause some issues. So, of course, uh, you know, if you suspect that or see evidence that your dog has chewed on one of these hand warmers, um, it's probably, you know, be prudent to seek immediate veterinary attention. Uh, what we would try to do initially is, you know, decontaminate, you know, cause vomiting if they haven't already vomited and then administer activated charcoal. Um, and depending on the degree of toxicity, you know, probably IV fluids. And in severe cases, you know, we would even try some chelation therapy, which is using products to help, you know, bind the iron and uh, help help remove it from the um, bloodstream from the serum. Um, and some of these can, you know, be prolonged recoveries, and uh, and those would be the more severe cases where they ingest a lot. And so there's a lot of symptomatic treatment, supportive treatment with the GI tract, like giving uh, uh, coating agents to help, you know, prevent uh, or maybe prevent the possibility of ulceration in the stomach and intestines, maybe some antacids to inhibit secretion of gastric acid. So... Uh, but just be aware, you know, these usually are very inexpensive. Uh, you know, they come in usually boxes of 10 or 20. Right. And don't just leave them laying around because, you know, they could look like a little packet of food to your dog. And, and especially puppies that want to chew everything, um, you know, it can be be a real issue. He always brings us useful information for our pets. He is the man you need. Me. He is Dr. Kevin Reed. He is man's best friend. He is our best friend, and he is a veterinarian of choice of the Brandon Baxter in the morning radio program. You can find out more about vet care if you go to vet-care.com or on Facebook, just search Vet Care Jonesboro. Another edition of Wet Nose Wednesday with Dr. Kevin Reed. And Kevin, have a great week, man. Hey, you too. We'll talk to you next week. 
You're listening to Brandon Baxter in the morning. Right here. On the big 1079 K-Fine. And this is the K-Fine Breakfast Club. Powered by Families, Inc. Counseling Services. We're joined this morning by Todd Baumgartner. Todd, what's up this morning, man? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Brandon, how are y'all? Hey, we're good. Uh, it's been a minute since we've had the chance to talk to you. And uh, it, you're kind of a big deal if I go around Arkansas State and, you know, honorees and all this kind of stuff. Uh, what do you think about the Hall of Honor, man? Man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad you asked about that. That was, that was an unbelievable experience. Um, they did it uh, so right. You know, Brandon, for me, it just got kind of overwhelming uh, realizing that not everybody gets the opportunity to stand in front of their friends and family and just tell them how grateful they are for them and everything and, uh, and, and how they've helped to get you where you are. And so when I realized that, man, I, I was just so grateful for the opportunity to be able to stand up there in front of my friends and, and family and just tell them how grateful I was for all that they've done. You know, it's so neat, though, to have the the opportunity to be honored. Not everybody gets that type of a deal. Not everybody gets the recognition like that. And, you know, you you went to Arkansas State as just another student coming in, and you really poured yourself into the university and uh, baseball and all the stuff that you did out there. And I think it just it speaks so much for your work ethic and just the person that you, you kind of grew into at Arkansas State. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, my life was ra- radically transformed. Uh, just a few weeks into my college career. And uh, from that point on, God had just continued to grow and mature me and uh, just provided me with a, 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 with a really just a purpose of why I did the things that I did and, and why every day is what it is. And so um, just, just to be able to say thank you for all those experiences and moments was, uh, was, was, was really rewarding. Again, Tom uh, Todd Baumgartner joins us this morning. He's representing the Northeast Arkansas fellowship of Christian athletes and, you know, Todd, we, we've talked to you in the past about events that you guys were going to do and, and ways you guys were going to go out uh, to, to fundraise and stuff. And, um, you know, you have something coming up next month that I wanted to have you on to talk about because, I mean, pheasant hunting, I had my first opportunity to go opportunity to go back in, in April of last year with uh, the Chancellor Kelly Danfus. And, dude, that is such a fun thing to go and do. <laughs> yeah, especially – Especially if you're not an avid hunter, yes. um, you know. Especially if uh, it's it's kind of a, a simple hobby or something like that. Or to be honest with you, this event is kind of evolving into like a parent-child type event. A uh, great opportunity just to take your kid out and get them introduced into the world of hunting. And uh, you know, we've we've done all kinds of stuff, Brandon. And I've been on with you. We've done trap shoots. We've done golf mm-hmm. tournaments. We've done all kinds of stuff. Banquets. Um, but we just feel like there's a niche within obviously this part of the world that there's a whole, you know, separate side to, to most people's hobbies and hunting is part of that. And so yeah. we just want to, we want to capture that and we want to give people the opportunities to, uh, you know, give to the ministry of FCA and have a, a great time doing it. So tell me, uh, as I look at this, it's what they call a tower shoot. I went out and I did, I did a hunt in a field at the Stan Jones Mallard Lodge uh, back in April. What's the difference between what I did and a tower shoot? So this this tower shoot, it's it's really neat how they do it. They we're going to be in in Rector um, at Liberty Hills Outfitters, and what they've done is they set their field up to where there's there's stations. Um, and so if you can just imagine big hay bales or wooden signs. Um, that are considered a station. They have 10 of these okay. uh, wrapped around the field, and then they stand in a tower. Uh, 
and they'll actually throw the bird out and basically, depending on which way the wind's blowing, will kind of dictate where the where the bird goes, yeah. and you'll have your chance at the bird. And once they've thrown ten or twenty birds out, then you'll move to the next station, and then you'll have your chance at. So you'll have your chance at about two hundred birds oh, wow. um, by the time you get through all 10 stations. And so it'll take up half of your morning, but, uh, man, it's, it's, it's going to be such, such a blast. And so instead of walking through the field, like what you probably did with dogs, mm-hmm. yep. um, you'll just go from station to station. Well, I think that's, they throw them out of the tower. It's such a, you mentioned families. Uh, and that's the thing I realized when I was out there, like this really is, Hey, you put your devices down. You're not worried about that stuff. You're out there in nature. You get to bond with your friends, your family. I think it's a, a really wonderful idea. And, you know, so much of FCA is about getting people together and building relationships. And this just seems like a really neat way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. There's a whole, uh, whole side to FCA that we, we call FCA outdoors, where mm-hmm. we recognize that so many people um, have a hobby or they do it professionally, whatever the case may be. And, we want to introduce the ministry of FCA to those things as well. And so this is just a phenomenal, great opportunity to continue furthering the ministry in Northeast Arkansas. You know, I, I have to mention uh, Higginbotham Dental for their sponsorship to consider being the title sponsor for this event. And obviously without them, we couldn't even have the event with how much they've done for us. And um, and so they continued through their continued support. We're able to, to put this on and, you know, it's going to be cool because you're going to show up, you're going to get your shells taken care of. We're going to, we're going to fit you out in some FCA stuff mm-hmm. and some gear. And there's obviously there's chances for giveaways. We're giving away a couple $500 DMW gift cards amongst a few other things. And so not only just the time spent with the family and the opportunity to get outside, but you may, you may walk home with something too. If people want to be a part of this again, it's going to be happening, uh, coming up here, uh, next month on Saturday, February the 19th at Liberty Hill Outfitters and Rector. If people want to go ahead and say, hey, we're coming out, we want to register, where can they do that, Todd? Yeah, neafca.org. That's the website. You'll go to events, and you'll hit uh, uh, Higginbotham Dental Pheasant Hunt on the drop-down there, and registration form will pop up. So that's neafca.org. Hey, man, we appreciate your time this morning. Congratulations on the Hall of Honor. I'm just uh, impressed that you took our call now that you're a part of the Hall of Honor. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, Brad, I, Kelly, I thank you guys so much for uh, for having me on and opportunity to share share the ministry. There you go. Todd Baumgartner joins us this morning, representing the Northeast Arkansas Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Again, find out more at neafca.org. And Todd, have a great day, man. All right, y'all too. All right, we'll talk to you later. Brandon Baxter in the morning. So if you go and check out today's Brandon Baxter in the morning podcast, we kind of relive my night with the hardcore legend the WWE Hall of Famer, Mick Foley. And you might not have gotten much sleep, but I think it was worth it for you. No, it was a really cool deal, and we kind of share some of what that was like for uh, me to have the opportunity to go and and see Mick Foley. Mankind, Cactus Jack, dude, love. Uh, It was pretty neat last night. We talked about that. We also uh, debate on whether it's okay for you to snack and not eat real meals. (laughs) That was a a good discussion. Just a heads up. Probably not the best. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell you that. We also had Dr. Shane Spites, the dean of the NYIT College of Osteopathic Medicine, at Arkansas State, we talk COVID. We talk about declining numbers. How fast will they fall? Is this the end of the pandemic? Um, and there's new there's new data all the time. So we talk about where Arkansas stands this week. We have Daniel and Angie Stidham on with us talking about the Ronnie McDowell benefit concert that's going to be happening in Paragould. 
Stacy Schratz, who's the chair of the Red Dress Gala, benefiting the Community Health Education Foundation. She was on this morning. Todd Baumgartner uh, talking about a pheasant hunt for the NEA Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We also had Mitchell Nail from St. Bernard's. He had great information on kind of what St. Bernard's is doing to help people who need to be tested for COVID or get the vaccine or booster. And of course, Dr. Kevin Reed, the man you need. All of that on today's Brandon Baxter in the Morning Podcast, available wherever you get podcasts. And Kelly Perry, what's on TV tonight? We have The Price is Right at Night. We also have I Can See Your Voice with Kelly Osborne and Brian Austin Green, okay. rotating into the guest panel with Kelly Rowland performing. Chapter 4 of The Book of Boba Fett on Disney+. Plus. And then tonight's schedule also includes Chicago Med, The Amazing Race, Chicago Fire, The Chase, and Chicago PD. Hope you guys have a great day, and we'll talk to you back here tomorrow morning on Brandon Baxter in the morning.